Verstappen and Leclerc trade early blows. Mercedes caught with their hand in the toilet. And Red Bull gives you wit. Nil Bois. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. It's Monday, the 21st of March. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dave Jericho, and this aerodynamic bag of onions is none other than Mr. Owen Scott. <laughs> if you like your Formula One news and reviews a day late and with the accuracy of a waffle in a wind tunnel, you've come to the right place. So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. Scotty, how was your weekend, and how did you enjoy the Formula One? I loved it. Um, I, I love the fact that we don't have to hypothesize over whether Mercedes is sandbagging or the pace of Ferrari. We're finally here. We've arrived. We we have some we have some answers. I uh, yeah, Jing had to tell me to calm down. The, <laughs> the, the, ra- the, the race was starting, and I was like, I was like a child hopped up on show. Yeah, it <laughs> was class, ready to go. It? Like, yeah, that's. I mean, that is the, the 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 talking point, isn't it? That we we now know sort of where teams are at. Um, mm. we're, we're no longer guessing that we were from the testing and even yeah. free practice. We were left testing. People still kind of going on about, well, our Mercedes sandbagging and, you know, there was, and we said this after testing when we, we were talking in the last episode, yeah. when we said there was, we, we didn't think there was any way they could be sandbagging at this stage. The car looks such a handful for driving. Yeah. Um, so as soon as qualifying started, I mean, it was fairly, although having said that, it, as much as it was clear that it was still a handful to drive, um, they, um, they did better than I expected. Yeah, are you talking about Mercedes now? Sorry, Mercedes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they did, but uh, yeah, we we can get into that when we get into into reviewing the race and and uh, how things went. But mm. um, uh, I, I again, I, I wasn't sure where Mercedes were at. I I was still in the back of my head. I was like, they have to have more pace than they're actually saying. It has to be them holding back. Um. But. I thought when when they all were coming out singing from the same hymn sheet, it did sound a little scripted. It sounded a little bit. Ah, yeah. someone's told them to say this. Let's keep, let's keep it on the 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 down low. We don't want anyone to know what we're up to. Um, but uh, yeah, no, like I said, from from testing, it did look a handful. I'll just call out here the sort of the top 10. We won't go through all 20 here, but so we had uh, Leclerc obviously qualified on pole. We had Verstappen. Sainz, Perez, Hamilton, Bottas, Magnussen, uh, Alonso, Russell, <laughs> and Gasly. Yeah. Um, so uh, out of those, we'll just take the top 10. Oh, well, actually, and, and uh, ones of note there, uh, the McLarens, Norris, and Ricardo in 13th and 18th. So yeah. out of those, uh, out of the top 10, who surprised you that was in the top 10 and who surprised you with a bad... Bad qualifying. Um, well, Bottas surprised me that he was going to be in the top 10. And the fact that he lined up directly beside Hamilton was fantastic. Great drama. Um, I was very surprised because Bottas was actually on my list from last week uh, as being my failure for this your, week. Your underperformer, yeah. <laughs> Shows how much I know um, because, yeah, he was, he was great. And um, my underachievers... Um, yeah, obviously you've got to you've got to look at McLaren from where they were last year. I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was, and I think I heard Lando saying that uh, from their the first lap in in qualifying Q one, they knew 
what they had in front of them and they knew what what type of a weekend they were going to have things were not going to be good so yeah disappointed for for mclaren obviously to see them drop off so much well that's why last week we were talking my uh underperformer i think as far as i know was lando norris yeah um, on the head you got that one and that was purely because we were talking about, and we won't go too much into it because we'll probably talk a little bit more about it when we we're talking about the race. But that was purely off the back of them having to cool the brakes down more and knowing that to do that, they're going to have to both take away some of the airflow that's going over the car that's helping with the stability to direct that into the, into the brakes. Yeah. And not only that, but also put some sort of device, some sort of fins or something to that effect um, at the front of the car or towards the brakes that's going to be guiding that airflow. And that in itself, not only is it taking away the airflow from the rest of the car, but it's also disrupting from the design that they had. So it was, yeah. so I so as soon as I saw that was happening, that's why I picked Lando as my underperformer. I just like, that's, that's going to be a disaster. Um, yeah. And lo and behold, um, Great attention to detail there because I, I missed that completely. Well, not that I missed it completely. I think I chose to ignore it because I am a bit of a Lando fanboy. Um, How can you not be? That winning I, smile. That's <laughs> such a cutie. Um, but uh, yeah, I chose to ignore it. And just on the um, qualifying, that we'll cover a little bit more on this in the race when we're, we're talking about the race. But just as it came out um from the qualifying. So after qualifying, um, the FAI uh, put out a notice um, saying cars finishing P1 to P10 for this event only and in contradiction to the requirements of Article 40.6 of the FIA Formula One sporting regulations, you will be allowed to delay the covering of your cars one hour later than required in order to inspect the SSC fuel primer pump. Right. right. So um, and what that was, was they reckon there was some sort of, not necessarily a failure, but some sort of issue with the fuel primer pump that, um, that, that could have ended up having issues if they carried it on into the race. Right. Um, so as far as I know, McLaren changed theirs, although it might've helped them. Um, and I think Alfa Romeo changed theirs as well. Now, okay. I don't think we know, I, I, I didn't see any information as to what sort of damage or if there was any damage, maybe it was just precautionary that they changed it. And I don't know what was discovered at what point that prompted the FIA to bring out that notice to the teams to allow them to inspect that uh, component. Um, because that's a, um, that's a component, uh, I can't think of the manufacturer now, but basically it's a standard component. So it means that the teams don't develop it themselves. It's yeah. developed by a sort of FIA and FIA partner and they develop it and then issue it out to the teams and keep, you know, as cost cap kind of, you know, keep costs under control. So, so yeah. I suppose, anyway, the importance of that was that it was, um, if there was an issue with that, every team has been issued the exact same yeah, fuel pump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's what happened with after testing anyway, sorry, yeah. after qualifying. Yeah. 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 Um, and nothing else has come out about that since, uh, well, yes, there is, but we'll we'll kind of we'll we'll go with the flow and uh, and okay. follow that story into the into the race and uh, how that unfolds into what kind of unfolded in the race itself. On the race, I mean, there, I mean, you you touched on it there in the qualifying. We had 
Bottas lining up alongside Hamilton. That was kind of yeah. as much as I, like, look, I'm, I'm a Ferrari fanboy, but I'm not, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a, when I say I'm a Ferrari fanboy, I just, I, I, I've, I suppose, you know, everybody followed Michael Schumacher and, yeah. you know, and, and older generations, obviously, but, um, I'm a, I'm more, it just, there's such a historic team. It's just, it's, it's criminal to see them underperforming for such a long period of time. So I just yeah. wanted to see them do well, but as much as I was excited at the performance and the, the, the prospect I've seen, uh, or should I say seeing Charles Leclerc on pole position, Mm-hmm. what draw my, drew my attention instantly was what was going to happen off the off the start between yes. Bottas and Lewis Hamilton yeah yeah knowing damn well that in the back of Bottas's mind he and as much as everyone say oh he's a professional driver they put these things out of their head they focus on the race he had got to be looking over there at the Mercedes and saying I, I want to take you into turn one yes and I just even even if he loses the position back again, just to take him into turn one, just it'd be a real psychological boost for him. A um, little bit of a middle finger to Mercedes. Yeah, it's uh, if you put yourself in that situation, it's the message that you want to send. You got rid of me, and look what I'm doing now. Look what you could have had, and look what you're left with. Type yeah. of thing. Um, I'm hot but, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's that, you know, you break up with your girlfriend, you go to the gym, you lose a little bit of weight and you see your girlfriend in the street and now you're all thin. Yeah. And then you get another girlfriend, you get fat again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yes, did it turn out that way, Dave? Did Bottas take Hamilton indeed into turn one? Oh, well, well, he took something all right, Bottas, but it wasn't (laughs) Hamilton into turn one. It was just. No, he took a dump on the grade and just stayed there. He did. <laughs> Not a good start. <laughs> no, I think he dropped eight places, I think, straight off the... I think by... I'm not sure, actually. I, I, I must have... Actually, that's one thing I didn't check as to how many corners it took for him to lose those eight mm-hmm. places. Um, but I think it was after lap one anyway. He was down eight places. It was pretty instant because yeah. I was following, following him off the start because of my prediction last week. I was keeping a little eye on where he was, and it was yeah, it was within the first lap anyway that he had dropped back several places, and I looked odds on for a, a good bet. Nailed it this week. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't turn out that way, but anyway. But it was, uh, but it was a great recovery from him. We'll cover that yeah. later. But it was a great recovery. Um, but off the off the the grid, it, off the start line, horrific. Um, yes. Yeah. Leclerc, I mean, just goes without saying. I mean, even from his uh, formula two days i mean he's just such a great great driver uh and didn't buckle under the pressure with the you know the 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 weight of expectation on on him and ferrari that you know going in uh, you know that oh they're the favorites and this sort of happened every year like oh ferrari are the favorites and then it turns out that they're nowhere uh you know they're battling with you know mid-table teams yeah whereas this year there was genuine, there's genuine excitement at their favorites. And with all that pressure, I mean, he's only a young guy, all that pressure, you would think, you know, you could make a simple mistake. I mean, Max Verstappen made mistakes in the re in the restarts in Jeddah uh, last mm. year, um, yeah. when it was important for him to make a, a good start and he just bogged down on the grid. Um, 
So, but he got off to an excellent start, covered Max Verstappen really well, pushed him off to the side, really, co- you know, really covered his angles going into the, into turn one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, a really, really mature uh, drive from Leclerc from, from start to finish. I know we don't want to talk about the end of the race, but um, just I, 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 like you, I was expecting something to happen. Um, some sort of a little failure, some sort of a, um, a lockup under that pressure. I expected Max, he did put pressure obviously on him, um, as, as we'll get into, but I expected um, a lot less from Leclerc than I got. And I'm now quite excited going forward uh, about Ferrari and Leclerc, like everyone else. And a thing I find with Leclerc, what I am, what I'm excited about for this season, whereas last season, when the battle was Max versus Lewis and Lewis is a very mature driver in the sense that he's been around the block. He's, he's more of a calculated driver that will back out of a corner and wait for the next one. Um, Max Verstappen's not, he's a bit more hot headed and he sees an opening and it's now or never for Max. Mm -hmm. Charles Leclerc is a bit similar to that. So we could have, if these two teams are fairly close in power and performance, we could have fairly close racing with two drivers who are not willing to back out of a corner um, or give an inch to the, to, to their competitor, yeah. um, which could make for an exciting, an exciting season. And um, they have, they have clashed on, on uh, previous occasions. Oh, absolutely. Like, and, and, that, and that's more reason to, 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 to say it going into this season, especially if they're both going to be title contenders, uh, more, you know, it's going to be even more so uh, at, at the front. But um, so, yeah, so, I mean, off the start, so the first three laps, we, we, we didn't, we had a little bit of jockeying around. We had uh, Russell jumped up a couple of places. Magnuson jumped up uh, a couple of places. We had a nice little battle between uh, Perez and Hamilton to try and take um, that, that place, uh, which Hamilton obviously got uh, fourth from, from Perez in the opening laps. Yeah. Um, so it was great. Actually, the one thing I want to touch on for, I think it was, I think it was lap one, um, was Ocon yeah. touching the rear of, uh, the, the, the back right rear of uh, Michael Schumacher, Michael Schumacher, geez, that'd be good going, uh, Mick Schumacher, <laughs> um, yeah, and did a full 360 and controlled it. And I, I saw it once when I watched the race and I, I, I didn't really see it much or, or didn't see it again even until sort of the post-race sort of interviews and things were going on and they were talking about Mick Schumacher's recovery and was it luck? And I said, I have to go back and have a look at that then. Was it luck? And then you see it from the cockpit and you see how he's fighting to, 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 to control that car and, and make sure he gets the, the correct steering lock on. Um, and it was perfect. I mean, he, okay, he lost two places, but I mean, he didn't spin and stall it. He just spun and kept it going. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. He ended up fairly high up the grid again. He was at what P eleven. P eleven was what was was where he he finished up. Um, and I mean, he I think he could have done better than that. Only for he uh, didn't change tires when everyone else did. He he yeah. didn't come in for a third stop uh, under the safety car. He stayed out. Um, and I'd be honest, I don't, I don't think the race director really showed much about what was going on at his area of the track when that was happening. So I don't know what the timing was as well, whether he had an, the window to come in or was he going to be Paddy last if he had, you know, if he had come in for the pit stops, I didn't see that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the and then kind of as the race unfolded, then there was a lot of drivers, a lot of drivers that I was expecting big things from who took a while to sort of find their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos Sainz, Sergio Perez, even Mac, or even uh, should I say Kevin Magnussen. Um, yeah. It took them a while to sort of just just get used to the car and racing conditions. Uh, you know, even though they have done sort of racing sims in um, in testing this under the actual pressure of the race yeah they they, they yeah they 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 took a while to to settle in so but usually or usually by sort of lap eight nine ten that sort of area everyone had sort of settled everyone had calmed themselves found their groove and were, were racing quite well then yeah yeah the we had two lockups from magnuson um i was delighted to see him where he was and he was He's putting in a great uh, a great stint, and then he had two lockups, and he got overtaken twice. Um, but he he managed to pull his way back again, which is just amazing. That mm. story of him coming back, and then qualifying where he did, and then finishing where he did. Yeah, it's class. It's so exciting. I'm really excited for for Haas this season. And you have to give him credit as well, or and not to take anything away from him for those two lockups because they happened early on in the race. Those two yeah. lock, lockups, and the second one gave um, George Russell um, the position. But yeah. the you have to remember this guy that the last race he was in, the cars behaved very differently. And I know sure. he's he's had the Bahrain testing, or he had a couple of days in Bahrain testing, but you know when it came to actually race conditions i'm sure it was second nature to him driving the old cars and sure. and, and his old driving style so going into turn one with a, a car that's 50 odd kilos heavier um with a car that's um you know different aerodynamics uh you know it's you know it's very easy going in there expecting the car to do one thing that you're so used to it doing and all of a sudden it does a very different thing and you lock up and go straight on um, and yeah. look i could be way off the mark but that would be my understanding of kind of what could have happened there but yeah. uh but either way w- what a drive yeah fantastic i i really i think by by next week maybe even the 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 next race uh or the the, the third race of the season has are they're going to be up both mick schumacher and magnuson are going to be up in and around the points weekly well mick schumacher this has to be a race for him now to or sorry this has to be a season for him to show what he what he's got if mm. he can't perform in this Haas car now and get I I would maybe it's too early to say but I would be expecting him to be battling for the points every week every race and that that doesn't necessarily mean he'll get the points but if he's battling for that 10th spot 9 10th every every race I think that's a that's a good um that's a that's a good recovery from or not good good showing from for, for this season from him yeah yeah. Anyway, the um, so yeah, we we had some interesting stuff going on then. Um, the Mercedes, for me, way performing way better than I expected. I really? like and really? oh, I mean, okay, let's not uh, confuse things either. They were horrific for a Mercedes, right? Yeah. But from where I ex- what I expected to happen today. I, like, I'll be honest, I thought the Alfa Romeos could have been ahead of the Mercedes. Um, wow. I thought maybe 
Um, like the Haas now, like I thought the Haas were going to do well, but that even surprised me where Magnussen finished now, I have to say. But yeah. but I did think Bottas might have finished ahead of the ahead of the Mercedes. Right. Um, so but I mean you had Hamilton consistently you know c- continued to keep that sort of fourth, fifth place. Uh, and then when sort of when Russell caught up then in sixth, um they they fairly just held that middle ground that that's you know sort of best of the rest um yeah. area um which was for for the issues that they have um i thought was phenomenal um because i mean they were losing so much time if you looked at their sort of if you looked at the the cornering going into the corners um they were like if you watched hamilton especially um because they they showed a little bit more on board coming into the corners for him he was breaking much earlier than anybody else and on, on any of the slow corners. So any of those, like, you know, your turn ones, turn tens, any of those kind of corners, Hamilton was breaking. I mean, sort of probably 50, hundred yards before anybody else. Um, and as a result, I think that could have been costing them. Now I'm guessing, but it could be costing them the guts of two tenths in a lap. Now, are you talking pre-lap 12 where the pit stop started and the the hards went on or the whole way through the race? Oh, the whole way through the race. I just mean in right, general, okay. just their performance. I think they were losing when they were showing the onboard for, for Lewis. Um, you could see how early he was um, breaking. You could hmm. see how little confidence he had to throw the corner the car into certain corners. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was costing them, like I said, it must be costing them about two tenths a lap. Um, And I don't know whether that's directly affected uh, or directly has an, is a knock on effect from the porpoising that Mm. they're, they're bouncing coming into these corners and rather than having the confidence to break late and swing the car in Hamilton's taking the approach of, going earlier on the brakes, maybe taking a different line through the apex and then um, trying to get on the accelerator a little bit earlier. Um, So it's, yeah, they have big issues, but I mean, that's, you know, that's one of the, the, that's probably the least of their concern at the moment. I mean, I think their, their power unit is probably down on power as well. Um, Compared, I think the Mercedes cars were down on power. Um, which I think is probably related to, again, could be wrong, but I think it could be related to the new E10 fuel because mm-hmm. um, they had to make changes to the engines, to, to the combustion engines for them. Yeah. Um, so I think perhaps that's what's, um, that's what's maybe changed because that's the only thing that's changed from the cars, from the engines last year. So there should be no reason for this, for the cars to, to change, uh, to, to have such a performance difference from last year to this year. Um, so, am I right in saying that the bottom six? I heard this this morning that the bottom six cars were all Mercedes engines. Um, I'll tell you now. Let me just double check. Um, yes, they are indeed. Yeah. So there's something happening. That's for damn sure. And the same, not even just on the race, but even in qual. Oh no, in qualifying it was the last f- bottom five were all Mercedes. Actually, no. Correction, sorry, I see Yuki Sonoda there, 16th. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, look, I have no doubt Mercedes are going to fix that issue or those issues within probably three or four races. 
Yeah. Um, and I think they will, if they're not challenging Ferrari, they'll certainly be challenging Perez. And when I say not challenging Ferrari, I should say they're probably not going to challenge Charles Leclerc. But if Sainz doesn't get on top of the driving style that's required, um, mm. I think they'll challenge him as well. So I think there could be, yeah. uh, you know, it could be Hamilton sort of, uh, you know, sort of Leclerc, Verstappen and Hamilton in terms of uh, the pecking order. Yeah, yeah. And th that that's, that's so exciting to see now finally that there is three legitimate teams possibly in in the title race yeah i know absolutely. it's early it's early early a lot could happen but it, it, it's super exciting to see that there's there's more than just the two um up the top there yeah and and because of their performance issues they stopped they were the first to sort of initiate the pit stops was the mercedes yeah. um coming in for the hard tire and one of the things now i know a lot of teams around them were doing similar pit stop times 3.4 seconds but when you look then at the Ferrari doing sort of consistent 2.5 second mm -hmm. pit stops, um, like that's a second, nine tenths to a second you're losing. Um, and later on, they were doing a pit stop of four seconds um, without, any, like without any sort of issues that were happening in the pit lane. They did a four yeah. second pit stop. I mean, that's, that's a lot of time to lose on a pit stop. What's happening at Mercedes? in that garage yeah as uh, as toto said they put their hand down the toilet <laughs> <laughs> that was a great analogy absolutely um, fantastic so what was the thought process obviously mercedes came in first for those hards what what was the the tactics there the thought process behind getting those hards on nice and early well it was clear to go long um they knew they didn't have the the, the pace to to keep with the the guys up front so yeah. And they knew the guys up front were going to be burning up their tires. Um, so I think the idea was, let's put a hard compound tire on. Let's go longer. Let them burn up the tires. They're going to have to come in for pit stops. It's going to cost them 20, whatever, 23, 24 seconds. I'm not sure what a pit stop is. So that if that had worked, it would have been, it would have been brilliant. But the yeah. problem was they didn't do a lot of running on those hard compound tires. There wasn't a lot of data backing up that that was going to work. It was no. just purely a, you know, again, put your hand down the toilet and see what you can find. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, they, so they came out, like Hamilton came out, the tires, the regulations as well state that they can't keep the tires at a higher, as a higher temperature as they would have done last season. So right. the tires are effectively colder coming out onto the track. Mm -hmm. um, and that was clear when I think Hamilton, I think he went on, I think he locked up or something on yeah. the coming out of the pits. There's a little bit of a wiggle on turn one. Yeah. And then he complained only like, I think maybe two laps later um, that it, that, that there was very little grip from the tires. Yeah. Um, so I'd say, I know you're only two laps in, it would have taken a bit of time for those hards to come up to, to, to temperature. And, but I think they already knew at that stage they'd made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, it was reversal time. Um, and then Sainz coming on the radio in and around there somewhere. Well, maybe it was after his stop, actually, suggesting that it was going to take three stops to get through this race. Um, yeah, which would have, which makes sense, um, considering how hard they were pushing out front. Um, and the concerning part, though, is the tire degradation, that yes. these tires, now, they did say that the medium compound tires was performing better than they expected. But the soft compound tire, um, I think, 
was going off way too fast. Um, and I was very disappointed to see that it wasn't allowing, even though we've got this close racing, I don't think the tire wasn't allowing for that close racing to happen consistently, like, like for a long period of time throughout the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Red Bull strategy then, um, it very much brought Verstappen back into play. Um, and we come into what lap 17, I think it was, and we had this three laps of constant back and forth going from turn one up into turn four. Um, That's right, yeah. Ah, oh, this was I genius. Loved this. Loved well, it. this was, I, I think this was, a, this was a genius move, I think, from both teams. Um, obviously, Red Bull went for the undercut. Um, yeah. now, according to the second. Uh, pit stop ra- uh, radio call from Verstappen um, complaining about not being allowed to push on the outlap. Yeah. That tells me, because he was saying, oh, this is twice now. It'll never happen again. So that says to me now on when they came in for the for the pit stop then to do the undercut on the first lap, uh, or sorry, on the first pit stop, he was told not to push as well on the outlap. Yeah. But when Leclerc came in, because he was three seconds three and a half seconds behind Leclerc going in for his pit stop comes out. Leclerc goes in, I think, um, was it the, was it the next lap or was it two laps later? Uh, I think he in. reacted immediately. So Leclerc comes in, then comes out and Verstappen has gained that time. And he's then within 0.2. So two tenths of a second. Yep. You've gained three and a half seconds or three, three and three tenths. Um, through the undercut and uh, he obviously was pushing now there was some yes. data there to show the, the 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 outlaps for both teams but he was obviously pushing there yeah um yeah. he did complain about, about the fact that he wasn't allowed to but i think then um i saw on sky sports that they analyzed what his times would have been and they weren't really that far off each other he was actually yeah. pushing anyway yeah yeah but um it allowed for what unfolded next was like you say three laps of just fantastic racing um, and very smart racing from Leclerc. Yeah. He came out. Did you see the, the interview with him afterwards where he explained what he was doing on that? No, uh, no. So, um, so what he was saying was, so he wanted, he knew he needed the DRS going down into turn four because he yeah. knows if, if he didn't have that DRS, then there was no way of taking that position back. Yeah. So what he was doing, so and, and this is why I've looked at this a few times now. Do you remember on the first time uh, Max takes on lap 17, Max takes Charles Leclerc down the pit straight. Yeah. Um, but he comes from, I think, nine tenths back or something like that. Yeah, it's a massive margin. Breezed past him. Like, I mean, he, like he was nearly stopping. You know, he was yeah. pulling into the pits or something. He, he went past him that quickly. He gained on him and passed him that quickly. And the, this DRS, like it's effective, but it's not that effective. Mm-hmm. And so what Charles Leclerc came out and said was that he was braking earlier to allow Max Verstappen to go through the DRS detection point at the end of the pit straights coming into turn one, mm-hmm. which would mean that, okay, he's giving up the lead, but it means that Max Verstappen, or sorry, Charles Leclerc is now behind Max Verstappen going through that de- detection point and now has DRS going down into turn four, which yeah. allowed him each time to take that position back. And I rewatched the race then. So when I rewatched the race, I 
pay particular attention to that maneuver. And you could see now I would love to see and which I don't have any of this data, but I would love to see what his speed was like. Did he like did he let up? on the accelerator going down into turn one before he even braked. I know you're saying he braked early, but I think he even backed off a little bit coming it down to like turn one. That. Yeah, it and that's, like that in the second one, yeah. Yeah, that's how Max was catching him so fast down that pit straight. And you could see then that Leclerc was moving over like intentionally to allow, you know, it was almost like yeah. just opening the door and waving him through. And I don't want to give him, I don't want to do uh, for Stappen a disservice because there was more to it than that. It was good, hard racing, mm-hmm. but I just think it was very clever from Leclerc to realize that if he has any chance of keeping that position, he needs that DRS going down into, in, into the straight, going down into turn four. And he did it three times in a row, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which well, is even better. The third time, I was actually quite nervous for Leclerc on the third time because Verstappen had that lockup then. Um, and he actually took him before the DRS zone. So Verstappen on the, on the third one um, was coming into the corner and he locked up and uh, Leclerc saw his opportunity and he, he, was, he made sure that he was a good distance ahead coming into that DRS zone before turn one, or turn yeah. four, sorry. Um, but when he passed him there going into turn number two, uh, I did feel a little bit of nerves because I, I, you, you could all see what was happening. You know, he was letting them, well, not letting them by, but he knew that he had that zone to go into uh, coming up to turn four in order to get by him again. But he'd actually took the punt then on the third lap to just go for it before that DRS zone hit. Um, and yeah. uh, he, he made it stick coming down into, into uh, that was it then. That was the end of that. I think uh, Verstappen was starting to worry about his tires a little bit. Well, I, I don't think it was just the tires. I think it was actually the cooling of the brakes was the issue. I think he had to back off to cool down the brakes. Um, now, I think he burnt up his tires as well to a large degree. As, as, but I think the, the immediate issue was um, the brakes were overheating, yeah. um, which comes back to something we were kind of saying earlier, is that as much as, the, of, as these cars allow for close racing, or from what we can see, a little bit closer racing, mm-hmm. It doesn't allow them to sustain that close racing from the tire deg, from the overheating. I mean, we got three excellent laps. Now, when I say we got three excellent laps, we got three laps of sort of, you know, two corner. Well, you know, two kind of two corners. We got uh, three laps of turn one overtaking and then DRS overtaking down into turn four. Um, So outside of that, everything started overheating and you're so you're thinking surely this was something that was addressed that surely this was something that had to have been known by teams that this was going to be you know if the whole reason behind these regular this regulation change was for closer racing surely look and i'm saying this without you know we're we're one race in so let's let's give it time but i'm just thinking surely not only was the the goal closer racing, but sustained closer racing. Yeah. Um, I think Pirelli need to put their hands up a little bit as well and take a bit of ownership of the degradation on those uh, soft tires. And that was only the C3. Now, I could be wrong, but I think that was only the C3 compound. So mm-hmm. you still had C4 and C5 to go softer tires. I mean, if you yeah. p- put a C5 around that track, I mean, like, um, as uh, I think... Uh, Rob said it, <laughs> they wouldn't have made it to the end of the pit lane. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but it was it was great. We got some good laps. Um, yeah. Then I think it was uh, Signs then came on. It was actually after that battle, Signs came on then and started saying that I think we were going to have to go. There was a three. This is going to be a three stop race. Yeah. Um, and because uh, yeah, you had that Max Verstappen. Then not long after that, complaining the tires were going. Um, so it's um, it then sort of I think everything then settled in. We we ended up kind of. Yeah, everyone got kind of settled into their old kind of, it was like old habits, you know, yeah. kind of uh, keeping everything cool, keeping the t- saving tires, um, everyone just retained position. There was a couple of back markers um, that were still, well, sorry, back markers is a bit unfair, but sort of mid mid um, groups uh, battling out. You had Bottas doing a few overtakes, you had Magnussen doing a bit of overtaking. Um so and I think Joe as well was was, was there thereabouts doing a bit of a bit of overtaking during that time as well, but largely we had twenty odd laps of you know go make yourself a cup of tea. Um, yeah, it, there, there wasn't. Yeah, there was nothing going on. I mean, the only thing we had, I think, uh, going into those kind of slow laps was um, Hamilton decided, you know, or Mercedes decided that uh, hards were the wrong option and came in for the for the medium compound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they they just kind of um, they plucked away at, at where they were in Mercedes, and in the end, obviously, it paid off. But uh, you know, the the two the the quality of of Hamilton and Russell to finish where they finished in the car that they had, and with the 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 error of going on to the hard, and then having to change that um, to finish where they finished was was um, pretty outstanding. I think Lewis said it himself that. It was a surprise that they even finished on the on the podium. They thought they were going to be well off that that pace. Absolutely, and even if it had finished with a full a, a, a full complement of drivers, um, they would have still finished what fifth and sixth, yeah. which yeah. is still, like I said, I, I I'm still kind of thinking I expected that like how much of a handful that car had been. I didn't even expect them to be there. I thought they would have. I was expecting it to be embarrassing for them. I really did. I thought it was going to be uh, a proper, a proper uh, whooping on the on the track. Yeah, yeah. We did seem to be kind of that. That was that was the race lulling then until would would it have been the next the next uh, big thing that really happened was enter Pierre Gasly and the flaming Alpha Tauri <laughs> driving it with with the cape flying out of the cockpit <laughs> like a superhero. <laughs> Coming like in a, to save the race. <laughs> like like a Latifi goat. So, e- enter safety car. Everyone comes back from their cup of tea. Everyone's waking up and stopping looking at their phones. And safety everybody gets in. And everyone gets in for soft tires as well. Well, everyone yes. but Mick Straight Schumacher in. and someone um, else. Someone else didn't pit, actually. Do you know who didn't pit? I was trying to, I was checking this out earlier. Um, there was someone else that didn't make a, a, a third stop. Um, and I'm not 100% sure who it was. It's no big deal if you don't know off the top of your head. But No, I don't, know. All right, well, I know Mick Schumacher didn't come in, but anyway, everybody gets out in for, for soft tires. Um, we had the, the race director call that all cars <laughs> may now overtake the safety car. The PTSD um, kicking in. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, but didn't allow all cars to car. Because I remember... Not I remember, but my always my understanding of the the rule was always that you allow all cars to unlap themselves and they have to catch up to the back of the pack yeah, before yeah. the safety car peels in. Yeah. And now maybe I'd have to look into the regulation. Maybe maybe it's um they you know they have to go half distance or something like that. 
Um, but either way, they didn't allow them to catch up to the back of the pack because when, when the race got underway again, we were wondering where, <laughs> where half the cars were. Yeah, I'd sent you a text and I was wondering how that, that top 10 had actually got away from the bottom 10 so quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that seemed to be the case, I think. Yeah. But we had sense. what? We had six laps left and the safety car peels in. Um, yes. We had signs instantly on the back of Verstappen hounding him. We had, uh, I think we had Hamilton on the back of Perez hounding yeah. him. Um, now, I don't know whether that was early signs of power issue at that stage. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I mean, there, Verstappen was also pulling out his old trick of, of sitting alongside Leclerc. You know, you're, you're really coming back to Abu Dhabi the way that he was pulling up beside him, just coming into that final corner before the straight. But I love that. I love that aggressive yeah, bullying, like just, yeah. yeah. And but, actually, we, we didn't touch on uh, just before that safety car came out that there was issues with that Red Bull prior to that safety car. So mm -hmm. we had, um, yes, yeah. so if we just take it back a little bit before we... Uh, on with our final six laps here oh, of, of absolute drama <laughs> let me get into them <laughs> yeah 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 okay no well. we, we had at the start of the race um max was well he had issues with the cooling already mm -hmm. um and engine braking he'd already complained about engine braking going into into through the middle of the corners yeah so that was issues he was already having early on now the cooling of the brakes i think everybody was having well not everyone but to some extent a lot of teams are having that anyway but the engine braking was maybe some sort of a <clears throat> an issue there. Yeah. Then you had, which is where I think some issues may have been unfolding, where he came in for his pit stop on um, lap 44, I think it was, um, and you had uh, coming in for his soft tires. And then literally on lap 45, he was on the radio. In fact, our the radio calls we get over the TV are actually a lap late. So they're usually, so if it's, if, if it's showing on the TV at lap 45, it's usually that they did the race, that they did the team call at lap 44. It's usually a lap behind. Yeah. So we can sort of assume maybe half a lap out of the, out of the pits, Max was on the team radio saying that the steering was heavy, that uh, there was issues with it. Um, now uh, th there's a couple of theories as to what's happened here that the, um, that it may have been, well, one theory is that it was, a t it was, um, some issue relating to what happened later on. Mm -hmm. And the other theory, which is more likely is that when the car was dropped, um, that something had driven into, um, either some sort of a steering rack or hydraulics, um, that had then caused the issue there. Um, so obviously I, I, I tried to find, I, I tried to look back at that pit stop, but I couldn't see it. I want to see whether the car was maybe sort of released from the jack, maybe a little harsher than it normally is. I mean, to be fair, those jack, jacks are quick release anyway. So usually they're yeah. just, they're, they hit the, the deck at whatever gravity allows them to drop down at. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, perhaps it was just some, something a little bit more uh, awkward in that one. But yeah, yeah. so there was issues there anyway before the, the restart. So he was still, even with that steering issue, he was still putting in fast sectors. Yes. So yeah. that just shows uh, the, the, sort of the caliber of driver you have, um, yeah. especially when I think he was saying that he was having delays in the steering. 
So yeah. like, you know, he was coming into a corner and he was trying to steer, but it, you know, it was sort of like a fraction of a second later, the car would turn and vice versa when he's coming out of the corner, he wants to straighten it up to get the power down. And it takes a fraction of a second before the car actually straightens up. Yeah. So the fact that he was putting in purple sectors um, with that issue is, is pretty incredible. Unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, he was adjusting in the moment to what the car was giving him and still turning out, you know, the, the same sort of laps as he would have if the car was absolutely perfect, yeah. which is just outstanding. He really is just unbelievable. Incredible, incredible. Um, and it, it turned out to be fuel pump uh, issues, I think, was it with the with the Red Bull? For, for for the for the remaining laps yeah so um so yeah so what happened then so let, let's jesus scotty let's not just... sorry i'm just dying to get to these last six laps i'm okay, so excited all, all the christmas crackers are gone before the dinner's even had like... <laughs> jesus oh. um <laughs> so uh, that's usually me i'm, I'm usually I'm all over that type of excitement rain me back please <laughs> um uh. so yeah, so we had, um, yeah, we had signs all over the back of Verstappen on the restart. We had Hamilton all over the back of Perez. And then we, we got maybe two laps in and Max is then screaming over the radio that the lo loss of power from the battery. Um, the guy's coming back over the radio saying, you know, battery's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 proceeds then Max having a meltdown <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> he really um, did lose it. <clears throat> And then it was clear then as uh, I think, I'm not sure what turn they were coming into, but the, the red lights then popped up on the, on the, um, on the rear wing of Verstappen, which yeah. sort of indicated a failure and um, signs then obviously easily breezed past him. And then sure, of course, then he just dropped back from there. Everyone started taking him and he was told to pull into the pits. So that was, that was a drama. That was our, that was our second place, man gone who was had the potential of challenging Leclerc for the remaining few laps yeah, um, yeah. although Leclerc was was stretching a lead of two seconds but that's possibly down to the power issue um, but that was uh, that was that was one Red Bull gone um, and then we get to lap 56 of 57 oh. and Perez is on the radio then with Hamilton chomping at the bit behind him at the, at the chomping at the gearbox behind him yeah. uh perez comes on the radio then to say that losing power and you're just like oh my god both red bulls what is going on <laughs> i mean that's just incredible and uh he keeps going and you're thinking okay there's one lap to go they're coming around they're starting the final lap you're thinking this guy's he, yeah he'll get it he get it he'll hold off hamilton into turn one engine goes rears lock up spins the car around and everybody sails past them and that is the second red bull out and that's hamilton up to p3 and on the podium now i initially and thought i i i'd kind of i took a glance away from the tv um as he was coming into that corner and i initially thought that hamilton actually gave him a touch um just the way that he spun around that's what i thought as well i thought it was uh, i thought it was actually a touch from hamilton and i would have been raging um but then you realize no he locked the the, the rears had locked on him yeah it, it, netflix were just in in the pit lane drooling when they thought that oh. hamilton had touched perez we've got everything we want from this first race rivalry um, has now is the rivalry of netflix our, our drive to survive <laughs> season five is hamilton and perez yeah and, <laughs> and, and gasly versus fire for some reason yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> 
So our final positions then was um, if you, if you have them up there, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we had, uh, yeah, if you want to go through them there. Go on, you take top 10 and I'll take bottom 10. Okay, so we had Leclerc, Sainz and Hamilton. And we had Russell, Magnussen, Bottas, Ocon, Sonoda, Alonso and Joe himself. My Joe. Um, Bottom 10 at 11, uh, Mick Schumacher, Lance Stroll in 12, 13 was Albon, the two McLarens, 14 and 15, Ricardo Norris. And then Latifi and Hulkenberg bringing up the rear. We had three DNFs then, Perez, Verstappen, and Gasly's on fire. Before we kind of wrap up on the, the teams themselves, mm-hmm. um, like, like say Ferrari, for example, they were, they were in control of that race. Oh, completely. From, yeah. from, from the start. And I think Leclerc had more to give. They, I think they... Man, well, Leclerc manages tires, I think, maybe better than Sainz did, but Sainz was still trying to find his driving style. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, um, I do think like, Ferrari have a lot more to come from them this season. Uh, and I yeah. think that it's just such a, a well developed package. Um, I think they're in a great, great position. Um, it speaks volumes that when uh, Sainz is coming over the radio at the end of the race and saying, apologies. Uh, I can do much better, and there'll be more to come for me in the, in the coming weeks. Just and any P too. But I, but I, and but I do understand where he's coming from because I mean he was sort of dropping back eight, nine, ten seconds from Leclerc. Yeah, yeah. Whereas last season they were more neck and neck. Um, so I, I think he just he does realize he hasn't gotten up to speed as quick as as, as Leclerc has, and had um, you know had Verstappen not. Sure. Of gone out with a with a retirement, then I think um, you know he would have been finished P three. But look, fantastic result from Ferrari. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we'll just run through a few, a few things from the teams. Like I mean, Mercedes there, um, they have issues to fix. They have the, the porpoising issues to fix. Wasn't very noticeable in the sort of the heat of the racing, but it was like I said, we said earlier, it was very sort of evident when you know you saw them in cockpit coming into corners, breaking early, not being able to kind of throw the car in. Um, I do think as well they have to do something with the pit stops. They're very slow in the pit stops. They're either on par with the slowest or they're slower. You know, so they're yeah. on par. Some of the slowest pit stops were like that mid three seconds late you know 3.8 3.9 seconds i mean they had a pit stop of four seconds i mean they fixed that and that's that's a big issue um you'd imagine mercedes are going to be coming away from this weekend with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things to learn for for next week um and some heads are rolling at the moment yeah, I, I think, like I said, I think I have th- that they'll probably do it in three or four races. I think they're going to solve a lot of these problems. The power unit, like I, I actually had a look at some of the top speeds and stuff like that. I mean, I think they're down on average, something like eight kilometers per hour wow. on the Red Bulls, um, something like that. And I don't know whether they've done something to their cars that's given them the advantage. I know Ferrari have because they've that they, they sang that from the rooftops. Yeah. Red Bull, I'm not sure where they have. Um, Mercedes, I don't know whether they neglected the engine side of things. I f- highly doubt it. Or whether it is something to do with this E10 fuel going from the 5.75 ethanol to the 10% ethanol. Um, whether that has some issue. Um, but yeah, three or four races time, I think Mercedes will be back on top. Yeah. Or not back on top, but in the mixer. 
Um, yeah. So l looking at the at the constructors there, team by team, Haas are sitting at number three. How do you think Haas got on this weekend? Haas had a great weekend. Absolute yeah, stellar weekend. Um, it was great to actually see Gunther Steiner smiling at the end oh, of the race weekend. Saw a great meme of Gunther with uh, you, you know the, the the meme that was going around with the, you know the my boat. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's now a speedboat. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. What a character! Brilliant. They made a great decision bringing in Kevin Magnuson. Um, just he's so hungry, he just wants to prove that he should have been here all along. And look, I think it's clear that we know why he wasn't there all along. It was purely yes. a financial decision and uh, nothing more. And has look a much better team, um, since they've gotten rid of uh, the issues. Uh, that they had last are we season. calling him are we calling him the issues and he's a they're an issue yeah <laughs> <laughs> he shall not be named yeah you are he's an gone. issue and you have been gotten rid of uh, so but it, it's worked out I, I mean the team just look i don't know there's just such a buzz about them uh it's you know great. it's fantastic um they just need uh, to work work on delivery a little bit but other than that all good I see they added the American flag or the United States flag on yeah. the uh, just just towards the, the 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 end of the cockpit to, to, towards the nose cone, um, and I was like, "Well, that was you know, if they, everybody's slagging that it looked like a Russian flag, the car." So they decided, "Well, we've got rid of the blue, so yeah. we're just going to stick the, <laughs> the United States flag on it." They may as well have just painted the bloody thing in the stars and stripes and be done with it. Like, yeah, if anything it was mo no more of a, a an fu to the. Uh... To the old uh, sponsors, it is now plastering a, a, an American flag on the car that was oh, previously a Russian flag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. So, Alfa Romeo, uh, your uh, your under your, your uh, so-called underperformer of uh, <laughs> of uh, Bottas, but I think you had a Joe as the overachiever, didn't you? I did, yeah, and so, I'm happy with I'm happy with that choice. He did very, very well in his uh, in his first race. Picking up a point is no mean feat, in fairness, in your first race. Absolutely brilliant. Couldn't yeah. be happier for him. Um, yeah. And needless to say, I had Jing shouting the the the, the Shanghai corner uh, <laughs> for for Joe. So yeah. uh, his English is fantastic. It's better than mine. That's a given. <laughs> that's fair enough <laughs> um but so, yeah yeah really good alpine uh i mean look it's a bit of a bit, bit of a gray um <laughs> bit, bit of a gray kind of uh, area at the moment for them i thought they were going to be a lot further back i'll be honest i thought they were yeah. going to be down there with the aston martins um yeah. so yeah they did better than i thought but what does that matter? Um, but just they did better than I thought they were going to. Um, but not really making any real advancements on where they were last season. And yeah. their whole L plan is, you know, 100 races for Alpine to be back standing on the top step. And you're, you're a quarter of a way through those races now. And uh, you're fairly, uh, you, you, you haven't made any progress on last year. Again, we're one race in, so let's yeah, cut some people some slack. <laughs> yeah, Ocon did lose uh, part of his car as well in, I think it was FP1. Oh, um, yes, the side pod blew off or something. Yeah, um, so he ended up with the older side pods uh, on his car for the weekend. So 
I'd imagine he'd been preparing in um, the Bahrain testing with the new side pods, or were they just put on for this weekend? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know on that one. Um, um, but still a strong a, finish by, by Ocon, in fairness. And he had a five-second penalty as well. Oh, is right. Is right. Sorry. To I go with that. that. Yeah. Um, so, and another team now that kind of uh, was a bit of a, a bit, a bit of a damp one was uh, Alpha Tauri. Um, just, yeah. Uh, again, expected more. They're sort of around about where they were last season. Um, I, I don't see. In fact, maybe at this stage, they, they, they've taken a little bit of a step back. But again, we're early days. So, um, so we'll see. Um, but the, the, the next there on that uh, constructors list, Aston oh, Martin. Wow. Wow. Youch. As you said, you know, um, Vettel has to be sitting in that hotel room just itching to sign a retirement form. <laughs> I mean, he's the guy is going to have COVID for the whole season. <laughs> Still testing positive, lads. Can't come back. Yeah. <laughs> See you next season when you have a better car. Ouch. That I don't even know where they go. I'll be honest. I all the other teams I could kind of, I see. You know, will they've come out and explained issues? You can see where the issues are, whether it's handling, whether it's performance from the engine, whatever it might be. You can you can see it. Aston Martin. I don't know. I just can't put my. It's just not happened. Like it just. Nope. It's not going anywhere. Um, like you, I can't you, even say three or four races time they're going to be better than where they are I'll be like there's nothing backing up any potential improvements to come yeah yeah and it, it looks maybe like the um, I saw Ted um, reporting that it might be another week of Hulkenberg before Vettel even gets back into the car again so Vettel will be delighted with that yeah, another it'll be two weeks off from then. Yeah. Um but yeah, it doesn't doesn't look good. Does it stroll? A few little mistakes by stroll. He had a tip with Norris at one stage. Um yeah, just stroll doing stroll things. There was yeah, it was just it was such a dreary dull <laughs> performance from Aston Martin. It was just there was nothing there. Absolutely it, it's so sad because it's a lovely looking car. Um Oh, it looks great. That's about the height of it, though. <laughs> so my car looks good too, but doesn't mean it drives well. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like you know, it's, it looks great, but it just goes like shit. Um, Williams uh, better than I expected. Uh, although I did have Albon as my overachiever. I mean, he finished what fourteenth was it? And I wonder, like, the two teams that I feel well. Aston Martin now aside, but I, I wonder, is it anything to do with that sort of side pod design and how the aero is working? Like, I mean, both them and Mercedes have gone for a really aggressive package for their aero uh, and their side pods. Mm. And I, I don't know. Now, I, like, obviously, Williams are going to have a knock-on effect. If there's a Mercedes power issue, um, obviously, they're a customer, so um, sure. that's going to have a knock-on effect. So, look, you can maybe take a couple of tents um, or give them a couple of tents on that. But I just, I wonder, I just, I have a feeling those designs are, they've just gone the wrong direction completely with those, uh, with those cars. And yeah. it's yeah. starting to, and I, I'll be honest, I see, saw McLaren, or sorry, I've seen Mercedes putting on fins and all kinds of stuff, trying to adjust it. And I'm like, 
I think you may just get the pump out and inflate those side pods because I yeah. think that's the only thing that's going to, well, not the only thing, but I, I, I just, yeah, look, that's, that's, that's it. I just think there, there's possibly an issue there with those side pods. Yeah. Um, let me not get hung up on it. McLaren. Oh, Jesus. Right. God we, almighty. Can I tell you a little story? On Thursday, um, I went, uh, I was scrolling through Instagram and uh, I got hooked in by, um, I think it was F1.com. There was an ad or something. I saw some merchandise. I was like, oh, that looks nice. So on Thursday, I bought a um, black uh, Danny Ricardo McLaren t-shirt in the hope that it would bring some luck to McLaren uh in the coming races and it seems <laughs> that my purchase has uh has gone the other way they and seem it, doomed and it's now become a bath mat yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna wear it now because it's kind of like i don't know like a luke chadwick manchester united jersey or something it's just so unfortunate <laughs> wow um, i wouldn't wear it when you're driving your car <laughs> <laughs> well it might stop me breaking the speed limit maybe um, it's um I actually, I saw, I saw another, sorry, geez, I, I'm all about the memes uh, today. Um, <laughs> I saw, I saw one uh, about the, the, um, the evolution of the recycle bin. Oh, right. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they had the, the Microsoft windows recycle bin and oh, it yeah. just shows it from like 95 windows, 95, 98, et cetera, et cetera. And then 2022, <laughs> the McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> there has been some fantastic memes going around with the McLaren, like the, was it Orange is the New Haas? <laughs> oh, love it. Like, absolutely love it. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, look, we touched on their issues earlier. We know it was, uh, and, and we knew it was coming. Um, and I look, I don't think it's come as a surprise to them either. It, from kind of their answers they've been giving in interviews and stuff like that, I think they're kind of aware of what's going on and they know how yeah. to fix it. I think, though, it is, like we're saying, they've designed the car in a wind tunnel to, to based on certain airflow, and they've now had to change that. So it's not a quick fix. No. So that's an issue for them. And, and Red Bull, bottom the of the constructors. <laughs> um, so this yeah, we is don't where... need to really go into to to why they. Well, I suppose yeah, yeah. Why they finished where they did. Well, the the issue is as to what the problem was. So you were saying earlier um, when you jumped the gun about your the the the, <laughs> the fuel uh, fuel pumps and fuel stuff pumps. like that. Yeah. Um. So that was the that um Helmut Marco came out and said that it was that they. They are still investigating, but they're under the impression that it is the fuel pump is the issue. Um, there was um, an investigation by who? I don't know. I'm assuming by FAI or the, the developers of fuel pumps. Um, and they confirmed and have confirmed that it wasn't a fuel pump issue. Oh. So it's okay. a Red Bull issue. Right. So my, um, my theory on this and I got it right with fucking with McLaren. So I'm going to stick my neck out a second time on the, my theory. And I'm sure by the time we finish recording this podcast, news will come out and it'll blow my theory out of the water. Yeah, maybe, I'll, but you've been on point in fairness. So my theory is that <clears throat> this is the first season for the Red Bull powertrains. <clears throat> Excuse me. For the Red Bull powertrains. And they... Up, now, I know they've taken a lot of Honda staff and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's effectively still Honda there with the Red Bull powertrains um, sort of stamp over it. Yeah. But 
this E10 fuel, right? This ethanol, um, the 10% ethanol, is more corrosive than, <clears throat> excuse me, than um, the last year's, I think it's 5, 5.75 or something like that percent. So what that means is like it erodes things like, you know, rubber seals, all this type of stuff, a lot more <clears throat> things that you would have in an engine and certainly in fuel pumps and things like that. Um, so I think, well, not that it was the fuel pump, but things like that. Yep. I think the issue may be that the change on the fuel from the, from, to the E10 fuel um, has caused something to corrode away in the engine um which then now i think i think it's it's a given that the problem was that the engine was being starved of fuel yeah. so if it's not a fuel pump um and i think a lot of the components i think um there's two different manufacturers i think that develop components relating to the fuel pumps um and i think um both of them are ruled out so you have to go either go, go further back or further forward um, in terms of the failure, um, I mean, it's not a tank. So the, the pump is, I think, is, is, is sunk into the tank, taking the fuel out. So it's, if it's not the pump, then it's not the tank. So it's not at that point. So it's obviously up further where the fuel is going into the engine. So if there's seals and stuff around there, if that, those seals have been corroded. Now, I'm saying this, but I, I, as I'm talking on the flight, I mean, surely if that was happening, there would have been a, um, it would have caused a fire. Uh, if yeah. it was if it was fuel leaking out that way, but if it was maybe if it was corroded internally, so it was still sealed inside, um, but it wasn't uh, either the, the correct fuel or the correct volume of fuel wasn't making it to the engine. <clears throat> but I just think it, it just corresponds with the changeover from Honda to Red Bull powertrains. They don't have the experience there that they do have some of the Honda engineers, but they don't have them all. Um, and there was the change to the E10 fuel that's more corrosive that would have re required changes to the engine to 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 deal with that 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 uh, change so yeah. i um think that that's where that's that's my money is on that's where the issue was that something has corroded away during the race and prevented either the the flow or the the correct flow of uh, fuel to the engine and that's where max lost power and uh, or had low power and perez lost power completely and had a see uh, the engine just seized up yeah. And so that's, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my theory on Red Bull. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I have nothing to contest really there. Um, we'll see. I mean, we can come back to it next week and, and we can revisit and see if that, I'm sure, you know, we'll have some sort of uh, news before uh, next week. So our predictions for this race from last week. Um, uh -oh. So let's see. You had. Oh, you had. <laughs> <laughs> so can can we just can I just explain um, how we are going to be going forward with say the the predictions? So will we keep a tally of uh, each week who has kind of won? We're going to compete every week. Yeah, hundred okay. percent. All right. So for the top three, you get a point for each person that lands in the top three. Um, and you also get a point for, say, if you're underachiever, underachieves, or if you're overachiever, overachieves. Pretty simple. So there's, yep. it's out of one, two, three, four, five points that you can score total. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, 
Well, I'll tell you what, you tell me, who did you have? <laughs> I really don't want to read this out. Okay, so I had, um, in order of uh, first to third, I had Verstappen, Russell, and I had Sainz. Perfect. Yeah, well, not uh, really. Well, I can't say much. I Well, I had Leclerc, Sainz, so I, I started off well, and then I had Verstappen third, which could have been could have been in there only for that uh, that that uh, issue. I mean, it, it it was it was odds on up until the last few laps. So that was a great great shout. So already you've got two points. I have got one. Both so on yeah, signs. My my flop then was <laughs> my my floppy flop was Lando Norris. <laughs> um, what a shout! I mean, I I didn't I didn't see this happening, but you really called that one. The Wonderful. that yeah, I was. Uh, I have to say, I'm not going to lie. I had a bit of a smile on my face when that was happening. <laughs> I felt sorry for Lando. I like Lando and I like McLaren, but uh, I was thinking of the predictions, and I was like, "Fucking nailed it!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's this has ruined F1 for me now because I'm always thinking about my predictions <laughs> as the race goes on. Um, oh, go, go on, call out your who's your flop? My flop was Valtteri Bottas, and flopped his way into the top 10. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> so no points there. Bottas did very well, in fairness. Who was All your right. surprise? Albon. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to accept it was a complete failure. He actually came, I, I'll just check there on the, the he actually came 13. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was okay. I think it was okay. Okay. I know that the, 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 by the letter of the law, he had to be in the top 10 to overachieve. Uh, and he wasn't. But I'm still taking it as a win. But even though I'm taking the knot on that one, um, I mean, he did finish above Latifi. Um, he had two McLarens behind him, which you know, this week, it's sad to say that that's not much of an achievement. And then he had Nico Hulkenberg behind him as well. Um, you know, he he outscored, didn't score any points, but he outranked his uh, his teammate this week in fairness. So good, good start. Um, you know, if the other cars had all finished, then he would have been in what seventeenth or eighteenth. Are we doing so, a Will Buxton on this? Go if on he, then. If he if he had finished third, he'd have been on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do my Will Buxton impersonation. I was about to jump into it there. I was like, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to commit to it. I have to perfect it a little bit more. Um, so yeah, my surprise was Joe, and yeah, yeah he snuck in there. Yeah, P10. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was happy with that. I actually took that away from myself this morning. I gave myself a zero for Joe, um, and then I rethought it. I was like, no, that's that's a that's a decent start. Now, if you're in the points, you've you've now. Hang on a second. Having said that, we have to we have to think. Now, I don't want to overcomplicate things here, but I mean, if someone went with their, oh, do you know what? I'm going to pick an overachiever, and I'm going to go with, um, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm going to go with say next week. I'm going to go with Kevin Magnuson. Well, it does depend on previous results. I mean, and form that's yeah. going to come into into account uh, as as the weeks go on. We'll debate that as we go. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, all right. It ended up this week. Then the score was three two uh, to you. So you yes. are now one nil up. I hear uh, the internet cheering. <laughs> <laughs> Already, I can see a bit of a theme each week where I am. Um, <laughs> lamenting my terrible terrible choices <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see how it goes we'll see i'm sure i'll get well some stuff. i'm i'm uh, i'm i'm curious now g- g- give me your top three now for 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 jetta 
Okay, so I, I was thinking about this this morning. Um, uh, I think Red Bull are going to sort out the issues that they had uh, this week. I think that's going to be sorted by this weekend. And I think Verstappen is going to be hungry as hell. Um, I think it's he's faster going to take, Yeah, I, I think he's going to be, uh, he's going to take uh, pole in qualifying. I think he's going to win the race. Um so, so yeah. geez, yeah, yeah, you've doubled down. All I wanted was a race winner. You've doubled down. You're you're saying he's going to take pole position as well as the race, as well as race. But in fairness, if he wins the race and doesn't get pole, I still get a point for that because he's 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 my number one. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think Ferraris are just so strong. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Sainz Leclerc. Um, I think Sainz is going to put it together this week, and Leclerc uh, is going to have some issues performing. Not sure why it's just a it's just a, just a shout. All right, I um okay. Well, I'll go with my top three then before we move on to the yeah. Let's do it. The flops and drops. Um, okay. So P one, I am gonna go with the now. You think I would have prepared my top three? No, ahead it's of probably time. better to think on think on on the fly. Think on the fly. Yeah. Um. So P one, I am gonna go with. Do you know, I'm going to stick with Charles Leclerc. Okay. I think that that Ferrari just looks so on it at the moment. It's it, it it's fantastic. So I think he's uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put him for the win. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm not uh, I'm not going to do what you I'm not going to double down here and say he's going to get pole <laughs> position. But I'll go with the win. Um the reliability thing uh for Red Bull Yes, I do think you're right. I think they will solve that issue. I don't think they're going to have another DNF next week. No. Um, so I would go with Verstappen second. Right. That's a good now shot. I'm going. I'm going to remove my uh, Ferrari fanboy hat now because oh. signs I'm not putting in third. Oh, okay. I think I know where you're going with number three then. Um, I'm glad you do because I'm. I'm not. I, I, I'm. I have I have one. I'm 99 sure. I, I'm about to say it. I'm just holding back for a second while I mull it over in my head. Okay. Well, I'm going to type in the first letter. Ah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's going to be Hamilton in third. <sighs> yeah. That's um, I think there's the corners in Jeddah bar a few fairly fast okay there's the chicane out of the out of the, the the straight there's um there's the turn on to the straight which is quite is a slow corner but there's a lot it's it's fast um hamilton is fast um yeah. even in a car that's rattles the brains out of his arse it's still fast <laughs> so um yeah that's that's my top three leclerc first sapping second hamilton third yeah there, there's some great drivers that's like a that's an all-star lineup there. That is. Yeah, if you're doing like a celebrity five-a-side, you know that's that's a good team. That that's good. <laughs> yeah, not that they can play football for. No, imagine. <laughs> imagine it's probably terrible. Actually, Pierre Gasly's decent enough at football. I saw him playing. Oh, is he? Summer. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He's he won't be on the podium. Team. No, he will not. He will not. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, he'd be weighed down by the fire extinguisher that they're going to have to put in the back of that uh, Alfa yeah. Tauri. And uh, Pierre, if you can leave your bibs. Uh, in in the bag, um, 
and give them a wash before you put them yeah. in there. For we, we may need you for a keeper next week, but you won't be on the podium this week. <laughs> oh. uh, all right. Uh, okay. okay. So, uh, all right. Give me your, your flop. My flop is this week. I'm choosing it out of pure stubbornness. <laughs> There's no reason towards this. There's no, I've thought very little about it. I'm just being stubborn. Um, and I think he's going to be uh, a flop because he did quite well this week. So in turn, if he doesn't do well uh, this coming week, then it would certainly be a flop. So my choice for flop of the week is going to be yet again, Valtteri Bottas. Sorry, buddy. I actually quite that, like him as a driver. <laughs> do you know, that is a, a bold call because Bottas is like, this, this is a quick track. He likes this yeah. track as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that Alfa Romeo, I think, could be quite quick. I, I, I could see him. Yeah, I could see him in getting sixth or seventh or something again next week. Um, all right. Uh, Let's okay. see. All right, my flop will be. Jeez, um, I better wrap this up quick, otherwise we'll be, we'll, we'll be podcasting for another six hours. Um, <laughs> all right, my flop is going to be. God, it's too easy to go with Lando Norris again, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, um, he's not really a flop because we're expecting him to flop. Well, that's true. That's true. You know? Um, okay. Um, flop for next week will be. Oh, Jesus! This is quite you know, hard to pick, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say one, and uh, I have to justify it after I say it. But I'm gonna go Kevin Magnuson. Oh. Um, I think he's well, gonna crash out. Buzzkill. Oh, okay. I can see the reason behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just getting to grips with these this car. He hasn't raced on this track before, and it's fast. It's it's it, it's dangerous. Um, <laughs> and I just think he's he, he's a he's going to go Leroy Jenkins and send it into a corner. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. So, okay. I love all that. right. I Give love me your it. surprise. Uh, my surprise for this coming week, uh, I think, will be Mick Schumacher. Um, yeah. Outside the top 10 last week, but I, I think he's going to get in the top 10 this week. I think he's put, put it together. He had a crash here last year. I think he'll be eager enough to try and prove himself on this track. And I think he's going to do quite well. I think so. I think so. If he doesn't go out with Magnus. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, my surprise will be. Good Lord. Out of those shopping trolleys in the bottom <laughs> 10. I mean, what, it's so hard to choose, isn't it? Which has the least wonky wheel attached to it. Like Now, we, we still don't know if uh, for sure whether Magnus, or not Magnus, sorry, Hulkenberg or Vettel will be driving the other Aston Martin. It does not matter if you say okay. Bolt <laughs> is driving that McLaren. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's not, there's not even a surprise there. Okay, um, sorry. I just wanted to give you that option to... to yeah. No, I'll go with... Okay, McLaren's no, Aston Martin no. Um, oh, that Jesus, this one's tough, uh, isn't it? Really? Jetta, um, yeah. Oh fuck it, you know I'm gonna double down. You double down on one of yours. I'm gonna double down on one of mine. I'm gonna go Albon. Yeah, I could see that coming. It's the only real sensible choice there. Yeah, 
yeah, I think he's the best of the rest um, in, in that back half of the grid uh, in terms of car and being able to drag performance out of it. So I'm going to go Albon. Yeah, very sensible choices. I like it. Right, guys, that's uh, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, as always, if you want to get in touch with your own questions, comments, or corrections, uh, send them on to feedback at latenightracereview.com. And until then... 